Hey, what's good? Thank you for joining me. I'm Johan Francis CSCS. Welcome to my show, Ego Killer. It's right here on this show. We discuss all the moves you need to make inside the gym so you can literally move better outside in life. It's imperative that when we're inside the gym, we're getting after it. Every second, every minute, we're pushing ourselves to get better. Yeah, there's breaks. There's time for you to chill, catch your breath, re-up on the fruit of the water, calm down. But after that, we're getting right back to it. So the name of the game inside the gym is getting active, putting it down, laying it down, and leaving it there. Anything less than that, you're on vacation. You're on a break. When you're inside these four walls, it's time to get after it. And there isn't even, there's no halfway getting after it. We're all familiar with that. It's cool because inside the gym, any gym could be with the big box, with the trainers, right? With the name tag folks with wearing the dry fit, or it could be your garage gym, could be the homies that have a garage gym set up, you know, who dropped five grand during the pandemic to build up, get a squat rack, an M1 tank, whatever. Whatever your gym is, whatever your space is, it's where you're testing your limit. You test your limit in those walls under that pretense so that you can learn to be stronger when the need arrives. In the gym is where we practice. In the gym, we test our limits. In the gym, we see what's comfortable so that we can remove that comfort or if it's removed for us, we're able to adapt, adapt and survive. Well, guess what? You got to learn first to come out of your comfort zone. That's just point blank period. A lot of you, when we first meet coaches like me, you're already coming out of your comfort zone, and I have the utmost respect for that. I have a lot of respect for you when you're coming out your comfort zone to meet coaches just like me because I know that day one, you got that look in your eye, right? That thousand-yard kind of a stare, at least emotionally. You're like, yo, what am I getting into? I see all these implements around me. What type of – I've felt that way when I've walked into other fight gyms. You're like, yo, I'm in here with a bunch of brutes. This is going to be fun and hard, and I'm here for it. When I start training new folks, you guys come in a little apprehensive. I know how it is. You're out here putting it out on the line. Your feelings are on your sleeve. I'm reading that face. I know that there's a little bit of apprehension, but the point is, the move is, I'm here to come out of my comfort zone. So day one, you already know what it is. You're out of your comfort zone. That is a brilliant and beautiful thing. You have to come out of your comfort zone. That means, guess what? That means you might have to get stared at kind of funny. You know how it is. Someone starts staring at you. Most of us do not sign up to be stared at, right? Even though that gym is a fish tank, it's a fish bowl, and voyeurism, it's at its fever pitch inside that joint. None of us like to be stared at. Most of us like only work out to be stared at. But for the great majority of us, getting, getting looked at from afar like I said, like it's a fish tank, uh, we're not here for it. That's not the move at all, right? No way. But so much of this voyeurism happens. But guess what? In order for you to come out of your comfort zone, you have to at least feel like somebody's looking at you and staring at what you're doing. I'm sorry. It's the truth. It's the truth. Inside, we might feel that other people are staring at us kind of funny in the gym because we're trying some new stuff and we don't got it perfect. Right On the outside, maybe no one's looking, but it's always that insecure sense of self that comes about. It's the ego. 
Well, guess what? You got to get out of your comfort zone. And if that's what it's going to take, that somebody's over here looking at you kind of funny, but you know that you're coming out of your comfort zone, you got to do it. Okay? You got to do it. That's because coming out your comfort zone, especially in the gym, is the only way that you're going to progress. It's where you're going to see the most amount of goals and the most amount of gains, the most amount of progression. All right? That's the truth. When you're inside of your comfort zone, everything makes sense. Your body is really adapting to everything that's being thrown at it. And guess what? You cease to progress. You cease to progress, and then we're out here in the real world where things are way more chaotic, way more entropic. And injuries can happen. And if you're not ready, if your body isn't ready, if those motor units aren't firing, injuries occur. I've seen it all the time. I make a point with one of my best friends all the time, actually. It's like those of us, some of you out here are very injury prone. And that's nothing against you as a person. It just is what it is. Some of you are very injury prone. I always take notice of how many of my injury prone folks in extended family get injured, and it's around the time where they stop or taking a break on their workouts. It's always right around the time that they're taking, I haven't worked out in a month, and then all of a sudden you get injured. Isn't that interesting how that works? But to get back to my original point, staying in your comfort zone isn't great for your long-term success, and so you have to find a way to do that. If you're not going to find a way, we're not going to advance, right? Hold on. It's where strength happens. It's where gains happen. It's where we are going to see long-term successes and happiness. And so, like I said before, sometimes when people start to stare at what we're doing inside, that's that's like a lot of us, that's, that's, that's shots fired, isn't it? <laughs> Some of those weird stares, that's like a license for someone to get run up on. If the staring is a little bit too heavy, isn't it inside the gym, my friends, <laughs> you have to be all right with the feeling that somebody's looking at what you do just a little bit too hard. Personally speaking, if I ask you to shadow box and we're trying to learn some new kickboxing techniques, whatever, right? You guys are excited to learn some new techniques and you've never done it in your life, and I'm asking you to try some shadow box. I've learned over the years to give specific like moves for our shadow boxing because ultimately it becomes super awkward for you guys. I just noticed that, and that's okay. Nothing, no knock, no shade at all. But I notice that a lot of you hate doing it because it feels a little awkward. It's like, what am I fighting? My shadow? Right? Isn't that the feeling? You feel kind of funny like, Walking in a circle. But guess what? That is probably as it's been relayed to me. And I tend to believe it. Like one of the most important pieces, if not the penultimate most important piece in learning to fight is learning how your body moves, biomechanics. That's always the A number one. So you got to be okay with that feeling. I've coached folks that are like 19, 20 out here starting the shadow box for the first time. And hey, it feels a little funny, doesn't it? And these are the most demure um, I guess shy, introverted type folks, and they feel funny, but they're more determined to get better. So they're out here doing it, looking like, you know what I'm saying? Looking like uh, Rocky on the mountain in part four. So listen, just know that stepping out of your comfort zone and being stared at isn't a right for you 
to accost someone. <laughs> it's okay to be stared at in the gym because it's the domain where we're getting better. All right. So stepping out of your comfort zone is a must. You have to feel goofy to feel chained sometimes. And that never usually translates all the time into looking goofy, but you got to feel a little bit goofy. You do. You got to feel a little bit gangly. You got to feel like you got two left feet, even though you're smooth like honey, man. <laughs> right? You got to feel like that sometimes in order to get improvements. You have to feel like that. You have to be okay with being tossed around on the mat a little bit or being submitted a bunch of times. You have to feel like you've never ridden a bike before if you get on that new high-performance piece and you're going for a long-distance ride. You have to feel as though you've never been able to defend yourself in your life if you're starting out with um, some kind of wrestling, right? All of these things are signals that you're getting stronger and progressing. If you can do that, Lots of gratifying, new, just feats of strength are going to come out. You know, gratifying, like, feelings of strength and the way you move is going to be better. All right? Look, feeling goofy to feel the change, all that means is that if you're out here lifting all the weight in the room, get to feel a little bit goofy and in order to feel even more change and more strength and more gains because we're all here for those gains you got to get you get yourself on the treadmill that's right you got to start worrying about your cardio gains no matter how goofy you might feel walking or running up on that treadmill that's the only place where them gains are going to keep coming on all right the outcomes are going to shift for you if you're someone that loves to lift weights all the time. You lift all the weight in the room. Guess what? Maybe it's time to hop on the octane uh, elliptical. It's the curved treadmill for you, my friends, right? All of those muscles you have and not an ounce of cardio, well, guess what? We want that heart, your literal heart, to be active, to have multiple types of muscle fibers, not one. We want to have a healthy total outlook in our body, right? Globally, the reason that we want to accept change and coming out of your comfort zone is a must and that you have to feel goofy to feel change. The number one reason is very simple, all right? Overuse inside your body leads to injury over the course of many years let me, let me put it to you like this, all right? You might think that doing one or a couple beautiful things inside the gym, right, is the telltale sign of mastery. Masters are constantly at practice, doing the thing, deepening your groove, getting better, and expanding on, you know, methodology for workout choice in a power week, in doing very heavy overhead snatches, doing hip hinges with the most amount of weight, working on your golf swing week after week after week. These are signs of mastery, right? But over the course of many years without significant changes and coming out that comfort zone, we actually start to see overuse. Overuse has the opposite effect on your body Supercompensation doesn't happen so much. Burnout starts to occur and injuries start to pile up in the form of compensations. 
when we start overusing our body, we actually start to injure ourselves a lot easier and a bit more. Ain't that a beast? That as you continue, as you continue to lift a lot, work a lot at what you're really good at, over the course of many years, it betrays you, and might actually be the thing to injure you. I've seen it time and time again, and it doesn't even have to be that super serious. Like you're being a high level athlete, it could be, um, like occupational, like. You spend a lot of time writing report cards or typing or playing instruments or going to the batting cages. Any of these things, if you do it long enough, especially that running and that cycling, without serious deviations from the norm to where you're practicing something adjacent and ancillary to what you're doing, you're out here injuring yourself, man. And that's no great. That's no no good. And that's not great at all. Okay? I'm going to give you three tips. How are we going to get past this? How are we going to figure out how to do it? You might fall into one of these three categories. You might not. But I'm going to guess that most of us will if we're active at all. Okay? So here's number one. If you lift a lot, lift a lot of weight, I suggest the next type of workout you enjoy in the next week is going to be doing a lot of body weight. So doing a lot of what we would call street workout or calisthenic stuff. All right, go look up that man Hannibal for King in his heyday and start to work some of those moves inside the gym. Your pull-ups, your push-ups, start incorporating that body weight elasticity and stretch shortening cycle, meaning you're doing body weight um, pull-ups, pikes, push-ups, but you're changing the phase of movement. You're overloading eccentrics or concentric movement in order to build big strength. All right, or do yoga. <laughs> That's the other thing. You ever see the biggest woman in the room and ask her, hey, how's your pyramid pose? You know what I mean? I'm saying like, try some yoga. All right, not your stees. Practice your body weight. And this is all within the confines or context of an over, under, excuse me, of an unloading week. All right, and that's the week where we don't do the norm. We do something adjacent that's athletic. So number one, if you lift a lot, start working more of your street workouts. Steez, get that going. If you run a lot, here's number two. You run a lot or if you're kind of a distance, distance athlete, active hiker, you're into long hunting trips and excursions, you're on the boat a lot, you play many rounds of golf, right? Now you're going to switch it up by getting into your technical lifting. Something that folks up in number one are like, hey, I'm in my bag for that, <laughs> right? So if you do endurance stuff a lot, right? You're doing hard rounds over and over again. You're on the mat. You get the idea. Start doing your practical lift, your technical lifting. That, of course, is your Olympic lifts. And then start practicing your sprints, which are pretty closely related to each other. All right. And the, so the first one, you lift a lot. Think about doing calisthenics. Now, if you're doing an endurance, you're an endurance athlete. You have a lot of those type ones, type one muscle fibers in your body. Start thinking about doing more technical lifts and sprints. And the last idea to jump up out your comfort zone, to feel goofy, to feel your change, um, is having... If you're like an active person, like you do 
um, a lot of, not everything, but you just like to stay active. So you do a lot of hit classes or um, you practice, you do spin and hit. You know what I mean? You've knocked out a kettlebell class this week plus a TRX joint plus you've done like dumbbell overhead presses all in the same week. You know what I want you guys to try? What you Insta Queens, what you guys should probably try, right? Skinny dudes, you guys, real active, start doing distance work. Start working for minimums of steady state movements and activities for a minimum of 35 minutes. Jump on two or three of those those machines for a minimum of 40 minutes instead of intervals. Work that steady state. All right? So those are the three tips. Lift a lot, do your calisthenics. Run a lot, do your sprints and technical lifts. If you're totally overall really active and everything, start doing distance and endurance modalities. And these are ways you might feel a little goofy at first when you're on there. You know, you might feel like this guy that I met in the class. I was um, training with a bunch of yogis, and it wasn't a very fun experience. But one of the experiences that I do remember was talking to this man. This man was an ex-Marine, and this ex-Marine was espousing a story about how he was getting really skilled with the aerial silks. And now you guys will go ahead and look this up on Google, but it was amazing that this Marine was doing the same stuff that they do in Cirque du Soleil, right? That the master chief, the master chief was over here ribbon dancing. It was amazing. I just, the man was so like comfortable saying that it made me think immediately like this man knows what it's like to be outside his comfort zone for sure. You know what I mean? This is the type of steez that we want to adopt. Maybe not aerial silks and things that they're doing out and, um, you know, trying to be acrobatic out here. No, that's fine for you, maybe. But it is the willingness to feel goofy in order to feel the change. Imagine how goofy that, that man, that Lance Corporal or whoever felt like. And I'm only saying this because that's the real. He was an ex-Marine. Um, imagine how goofy you must have felt the first time you ever tried to do the silks. When was the last time you guys tried to do something up in the gym and it was like super, you know, awkward for you to do? And, but, you you know, you stayed the course. You didn't give a damn what anyone else. You didn't give a shit what other people thought about how you look. And you got through it. I guarantee that heart rate went up and that muscle started to burn a little bit afterward, didn't it? And didn't that feel good? Right? When was the last time you hopped into a capoeira class? <laughs> I know I've, you know, been there. When was the last time you tried to do, you know, went into that, that rock climbing situation and did a little of that? It doesn't even have to be super extreme. And I'm not talking about activities. Of course, I can't go down the list and name everything that you should try. There's so many types of workouts out there. So much activity. Find something that is... Along the lines of those three points, all right? You lift a lot, do more body weight. You run a lot, start doing your sprinty, twitchy, technical lift, right? And if you're real active, try distance. There's no secret sauce. It's really just doing the, 
the energy system that is not being worked the most. Nonetheless, I'll leave you with that. And I want you guys to give that one a try. All right? Let me know how it works out by going to egokillershow.com. Drop me in a little message there at the bottom. You can rate this episode. If you do, rate me five stars on Apple Podcasts. I promise. I'll give you a free gift. And until the next time, stay up. <laughs> <laughs>